Okay, so Caitlin, today's episode, once again, it's going to be about China. And <laughs> I swear I'm not obsessed with them. They're just a superpower. Superpowers are really interesting, okay? How many China episodes have you even well, had? Well, this will two be the third the now. Okay. Two are the same episode. I just okay. have to split it up. That's not too many. It's fine. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> this <laughs> is yeah. actually a topic I feel like I know mostly nothing about. Okay. So I'm, I'm interested. Well, I learned a little more. I don't know everything by any means, but I learned a little more. So... Back uh, a few days ago on June 8th, the United States passed a massive sweeping bipartisan bill. Um, really, it's it's pretty phenomenal at how like hugely bipartisan it was. Like everybody completely agrees, and it passed like 68-32. Went through six Senate committees. In this polarized world we live yes. in. We had one yeah. big bipartisan play, exactly. And this was called the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act. And it's designed as a counter-technology strategy to China's technological ambitions. So on both sides of the aisle, we have people saying China has technological ambitions that are dangerous to us. So hmm. they are fighting back through a $250 billion bill that's going to be going into American research and development, a field that really we haven't seen much in since like the space race Ooh. like american government like spending on research and development uh it's at the lowest levels basically ever <laughs> okay that's pretty crazy mm -hmm. that's just a bit of background there so this bill was spearheaded by uh democrat and senate majority leader chuck schumer and a republican uh senator todd young so they tag teamed this one and basically the U.S. is in a position right now where if they don't start manufacturing their own semiconductors, Runa will growl at them through the door. <laughs> She's really always bad during podcast time. Stop. I'm about to tell people something. Okay. Where was I? Ah, yes. The U.S. They need to take better advantage of rare earth mineral supply chains and start creating their own semiconductors or they're going to be at a devastatingly disadvantaged strategic position in the near future. Okay, can we just go back a teeny tiny little bit? Um, so what are semiconductors and why do we care? Okay, well, I was going to get there, but you know what? You're right. It's more important <laughs> to address that now. So semiconductors... Um, where should I start here? A semiconductor is a material that has electrical conductivity, but only some. So it has uh, more than insulators like glass or rubber, but less than conductors such as copper. So it's a semiconductor. It's in the okay. middle. Okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Some examples of these materials are silicon, germanium, and gallium arsenide. Um... So, yeah, those those would be the, the rare earth minerals we're talking about here. Okay. Um, and basically, a semiconductor device is something that's using those components as its materials. And they form the basis of most modern electronics. Okay. They are incredibly important. So, cell phones, computers, microwaves, the batteries in electric cars and the computer systems in mm. electric cars but also the power steering and brakes in your combustion engine vehicle. Okay. So without this, like, I mean, we're so not where telling, we are today. Like, all range of things is it a part of, basically. Like I, 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 at this point, can't name any electronics that 
wouldn't have semiconductors in them. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the U.S. needs to start making its own semiconductors. That is the truth of which majority of Congress and the Senate agreed with. Yeah, this is like the this is at the heart of the bill. Like okay. I can go into some of the other tech that is going to be funded through that as well. But basically, the U.S. invented semiconductors, but their production globally is is like nothing. Like back in 1990, they were um, 37% of the manufacturing globally. Mm. Now they're 12%. Okay. That's interesting. Yes. And China's production in that time has like basically nearly doubled. But um, they still face a lot of problems because most of those semiconductors are actually designed and made in Taiwan, which historically is not a part of China. However, I'll save that for another episode. And some people have gotten in a lot of trouble for saying that. (laughs) Not me, though. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yes, I know. Taiwan is very complicated. And... Yes, All they're that, so. Yes, now their their big company there is Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, which accounts for fifty four percent of global production. Okay, so and the U.S. would want to change those statistics and produce more semiconductors because that's ultimately giving China like less control, and plus is also cheaper, and plus is also making like more jobs and all those sort of things. Is that mm-hmm. basically? I'm understanding their. You are understanding it, it right okay. now. I'll quote some of our, well, not our, sometimes I think about America like that. (laughs) I'll quote some of the American politicians who um, have some comments about the bill. So one of the signers of the bill, um, our Republican, Ben Sass, he is a self-proclaimed war hawk. And he says that while it's a strong start, he wishes the U.S. would have taken an even more focused and aggressive approach to countering what he calls the China threat. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's really a, a power thing. like <clears throat> Absolutely. Like Ben Sass says that China is working overtime on AI, cyber and machine learning, things like that, through which they become they plan on becoming the world's preeminent superpower. Mm-hmm. So he he's nervous about that. Um, but like, I mean, Chuck Schumer's comments were still toned down a bit and, and, and President Biden's comments were toned down even further. So. It's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like you had already pointed out, this is very similar to the space race because, uh, you know, Russia was seen as that perceived, or the Soviet Union was seen as that perceived threat, uh, causing us to go or everyone to go into the space race, and this, now uh, we're I... going to the semiconductor <laughs> race. This is absolutely a parallel. Like you can't really name another time in history when there was technological competition. Like this on the table, this, right. um, you know, head to head, because yeah. in between those eras, there was actually a, a period of relative openness in China mm-hmm. in which they were a- able to really get involved in technology in the first place. Actually, I had just listened to a different podcast. I was saying something similar. Yeah. And what they were saying is that part of the reasoning behind that is they thought it would make China accept Western ideas even more. Because Apple went there in like 2004 and they were like, oh, but this is good because then you'll learn from us. Apple has practically like created their own workforce in China through which they have become extremely successful. Yeah. Like, I mean, all their manufacturing is done there. They have untold numbers of people working on Apple products. And they thought that was going to help westernize China, but 
now we're here in the mm-hmm. semiconductor race. In okay. The, <laughs> in the semiconductor race. Yes. Uh, President Biden says the U.S. is in a competition to win the 21st century. Mm. So whereas before we had the moon as a localized Yes, it's it is yeah. The moon is a localized, you know, goal. Like it's a symbol. You can see it. You can land on it. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing we're racing towards. But now we don't really have a, a one thing to focus on. So we'll call it the right. the uh, war for the twenty first century. <laughs> wow, very interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Basically, they must continue investing in their own research and development, or they will risk falling behind. Uh, yes, and I'd like to say, so Chuck Schumer, who was uh, one of the leaders of the bill, um, he said that this is the moment when Senate lays the foundation for another century of American leadership. Oh, good line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good line. Um, basically, you know, he thinks that the U.S. will once again out-innovate, out-compete, and out-produce everyone else in the industries of the future. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, just from China's side of things, they called the bill paranoid delusion. Specifically, the That's paranoid funny. delusion of egoism, uh, which has distorted the original intention of innovation and competition. Hmm. They basically painted the picture that they're being unfairly targeted. Um, they certainly are being targeted. It was widely yeah. expected that the U.S. were going to try to secure some allies at the G7 summit in mm. in a front against China and, and that's exactly what happened. They were still um you know diplomatic. Like yeah. I mean, they left China like they didn't actually name China on, on certain communiques that were criticizing internment camps and forced labor oh, practices. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um but everybody knew they were talking about China. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And China knew it as Just well. Just wasn't written. Yes, they said um yeah, so the G7, basically, their their lead shtick was that uh, all forms of forced labor and global supply chains will be eliminated. Um, mm-hmm. Which now, like, China, as it should. <laughs> China continues to deny uh, accusations that it runs indoctrination camps or uses forced labor. And um, interestingly, they, they said about the G7 that um, gone are the days when global decisions were dictated by a small group of country, countries. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and, and in many ways, like, I mean, that maybe that should be true. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But obviously, mm-hmm. because it's very clear who's they being said... left out of those decisions. Like, seriously, well, that, it's anyone not. Is that why there's not. a G20? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably get along. That's very interesting, though. Much, uh, it's probably much worse. Like, they don't get along at the G20 compared to the G7. They seemed like buddy buddies in all those TikTok videos where they were... Standing Taking those photos. Two, two meters apart. I know. Yeah. Those were funny. People <laughs> those, look that up. <laughs> though, yeah, no, those were really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, I mean, Beijing, they were, you know, they said that it's a gross interference in the country's internal affairs and that they're deliberately slandering China and arbitrarily interfering uh, without due cause. Well, like, of course they would take that stance. Like, what are they going to say? Yes, this sorry, is guys. this is exactly. <laughs> yeah, either they're gonna say sorry, we're way too far ahead, like good luck, or they're mm-hmm. gonna say yes, this is uh, your worst fears are coming true, and everything that you're saying, we're doing, we're doing. So what uh, what they never mentioned though was those two Michaels that are locked up in China, Michael Stavros and Michael Kovrig. Hmm. They're, they're like two Canadian citizens that uh, China arrested 
because of the the Huawei Meng Wang oh, incident. Yes. Like, well, yes. God, yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. two or three years ago now, it feels like. I'm not sure I when. Don't even remember, but yeah, yeah, basically, we arrested her in Vancouver for extradition to the United yep, States. Yep. And, uh, and then that, those two Michaels have been locked up for like 18 months or two years as well since, since then. Ooh. But they didn't mention it in the G7. So what Justin Trudeau did say was that um, the G7 had come together to speak with one voice to Beijing. Hmm. Pretty gentle. Yeah. Speak with one voice. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, okay, so back to the semiconductors. Specifically, of the $250 billion in the bill, 52 of it is allocated for the research, design, and manufacturing of semiconductors, uh, most of which would happen in, in, in two places. For the most part, semiconductors are designed... And then they are off-sourced for manufacturing elsewhere. And they're, they're not okay. often together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, it's Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing that are really... Prominent the, right now. Yeah, the absolute strongest company in this, in this space. Um, the next one is Samsung. So that's a South Korean company. They are their rivals. And those two are the only companies that, are, um, that even have the technology advanced enough to be producing what's called five nanometer chips, which are the latest and greatest version. Okay, yeah, yeah. And um, TSM, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, they are gearing up to produce uh, three nanometer chips in 2022. Hmm. So the future is here now. It's three. Yes, this is the moment when when the U.S. are really getting involved again. Yeah. And yeah. Joe Biden also said the uh, the race to win the 21st century, the gun had already gone off and the U.S. missed Ooh, the start. So. Yeah, so they got to go. They got to go. Mm-hmm. That was his analogy for the American people. So China has themselves been on a mission to become more self-reliant and produce more chips locally on the mainland. Their primary company is Semiconductor Manufacturing International Corporation. They have the fifth largest in the world. Um, they are the fifth largest based on market share. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the Trump administration was really trying to block China from doing this uh, by blacklisting semiconductor manufacturing and making it more difficult for them to to access um, the supply chains they need to make those devices in the okay. first place. Most of their like most critical material comes from a Dutch company, uh, which was like personally appealed by Trump and Co. to to not supply China to stop giving China the parts they need. Hmm. So, yeah, these these are really rare parts. They're hard to come by. China, as much as they are making investments into science and technology, they are just not self-sufficient yet. They still rely on Western technology. Um, and China has also openly suspected that these Western semiconductors have back doors built into them. So mm. abilities to spy or exploit for uh, intelligence and military purposes, um, which is really just interesting to think about considering how much in Western media we hear about Huawei spying on our office buildings and citizens, you know what I mean? Like yeah. doing all that corporate espionage, stealing trade secrets, things like that. Um, so it's very possibly going both ways. Yeah, you kind of almost have to assume. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I had a question. Is there any possible way for China to find its own way of getting the material that it needs and not needing this Dutch company or other Western sources? That is a great question, and I'm going to be completely speculative here. I've read this nowhere. I just think this. So part of China's Belt and Road Initiative is 
uh, doing a lot of infrastructure work in Africa, which me and you have watched uh, mm. quite a bit of content regarding on YouTube. So they're, they're really making, literally <laughs> making roads there. Yes, um, they're and giving these uh, governments yes. in different countries in Africa like money to build roads there. Hospitals, Basically roads, like schools, giant loads. But are they not sending also Chinese people there to do the job? They're just like, here's Great all point. the workers and all the money and we'll build you a nice road. And these people... Publicly, it's 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 a scenario where it's like we're hiring locals. So not only are we the amazing saviors you need by providing you the funding for these facilities, but mm -hmm. also we're hiring local workforces to create them. Not the case. Chinese workers are predominantly working in these places. Right. Let and it be known, I, I mean, as listeners. a country, why would you ever say no to something like that? Because you're like, I need really need a road. Like, yeah. But the, where I'm going with this is specifically on the rare earth minerals. Yes, yes. These are critical, like absolutely critical. This is what th these materials are made out of. And the largest deposits in the world are in Africa. <laughs> we actually have some in Alberta as well, but we're not really mining for it. Anyway, it's in Africa. So, like, I mean, this is just me. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. a whole I entire communist government. I'm sure they could figure that out. <laughs> I'm sure they probably could figure that out too. Yes, and, and they certainly want to, right? Because um, back in 2016, President Xi Jinping said that um, their core technology is controlled by others, and that's their greatest hidden danger. So they're, they're really wanting to become self-sufficient. They want to become a net importer of technology. And, and, Which, of course, yeah. makes sense. Or sorry, that's net exporter. They currently are net import. That only makes sense because that's basically what the U.S. is trying to do with this bill, too, which is become mostly self-sufficient and not have to rely on these semiconductors that come from China. Exactly. And of the actual manufacturing, in 2019, only 16% of semiconductors used in China were produced in China. So most of them would have come from elsewhere, like South Korea, Taiwan, and the West. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. And, and of that 16%, only 8% was even Chinese firms <laughs> rather than just people working in China. So they want that to be 40% by 2020 and they want it to be 70% by 2025. And they actually have a catchphrase for this. It's called China 2025. It is their <laughs> slogan for aggressive advancement policies. Yeah. So, yeah, stay tuned, everybody. They're China working towards 2025. 2025. <laughs> we will report back <laughs> um, But, yeah, there is this uh, semiconductor research company, uh, like market research, not actually design. Mm -hmm. uh, they're called IC Insights. And they have forecast that semiconductors made in China would account for just under 20% of semiconductors sold in China in 2025. So that's far below the government's 70% target. It's closer to what they're at now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's also some, some added layers of complexity to this because, you know, China 2025 is not an original idea. It's a try-again attempt. They've been instituting these kinds of great leaps yes, forward throughout, yes. throughout time, and they've already done it for semiconductors. They spent billions in past decades trying to establish a domestic industry, and it failed. Wow. Uh -huh. The U.S. didn't even try. <laughs> Okay, so so what makes this time different than that the U.S. is now trying? Because if they weren't scared by the original scare of semiconductors, knowing how important they are, like, you know, why why now? Well, because, you know, the China of the 80s, 90s, and, and 2000s is a very different China. Uh, I think 
the fact is, it's not just China, but it, it's around the world that the U.S. is really falling short on science and innovation and technology. And like, I mean, if it's not China, it's somebody else. It's Russia or or whoever. They like, I mean, if they don't start investing, uh, on, you know, on U.S. soil and, and yeah. promoting yeah. that, uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be in bad shape. And and the other the other thing to consider is that like they obviously are taking China seriously as if they can achieve this and, and they're treating it that way. Yeah. Well, and also, yeah, like you were saying in the eighties and nineties, the U S still thought it was ahead, whereas mm-hmm. now it can clearly see that it could, Yeah. It, it was passed or is being passed in different areas by different people. So exactly. And when China originally tried to get the semiconductors, like, I mean, they, they mostly failed just to a lack of experience and a lack of know-how in that specific area of technology. Uh, you know, they're not able to rely on everyone else's designs figuring it out for them. But they, they do have several avenues with which they can establish dominance now. So that would be either Chinese firms designing their own chips, but off-sourcing manufacturing to places like Taiwan or they can pull technology that's already been designed in Taiwan for design and production um, mm. on the mainland. Or they can just build state-funded domestic industry from the ground up, which is what they attempted in the past and failed with. Um, and, and basically the complications they face are are really related to how their government is run. Um, and, and like we were talking about earlier, like most of their successful innovation came from a period of relative political openness. And the... You know, President Xi Jinping's policy has kind of been to shrink that. So, right, yeah, because yeah, they benefited from the <laughs> the openness. Like that's how they learned and were able to acquire this technology. Like you said, this was originally from the United States, so it's mm-hmm. got there through openness. So, exactly. Ooh, so that's interesting. So and, they could yes. close themselves off possibly too and much that they're not. It, yeah, if that happens, yeah, we could see their innovation slow down or hit a standstill. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this is really a, a direct political contrast because you're, you know, the U.S. They are more globally focused. Uh, they're relying more on a cooperative strategy internationally um, than China is. They're more, you know, nationally focused. So the U.S. would still have um, the ability to to share and learn from companies around the world. Um, so you know, it's really kind of a macrocosm for larger interests and debates around various super governments in the world and government structure. Um, Now, I did read an article from CSIS, not the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, but the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Okay. They came out with a report uh, quoting Han Yin Yi from the Chinese Academy of Science, who basically said that this is chaotic competition, which could inflict damage on both the Chinese economy and the semiconductor industry and economies around the world as well. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. And, and like specifically, this would happen from um, Chinese companies continuing to operate even when unprofitable and unsuccessful because they're um, propped up by government subsidies yeah, and yeah. investments from the Chinese government. Because so, what are they going to do? Stop? Exactly. They're just throwing money, yeah. keeping them limping along, even though that they will never succeed. Um, so it's really because de- yeah, you're not going to you're be not going to admit defeat or failure. You're just going to keep prolonging it as long yes. as possible now this is essentially what the u.s is doing though they're like here's 250 billion dollars to design manufacture yeah and research these yep, yep, yep. so if their companies aren't successful they'll lose what are they going to do yeah mm-hmm. um Yin it's Yi- a gamble <laughs> it is a gamble chuck schumer is betting that the u.s will out innovate <laughs> um i don't know if you would agree with him 
Yin Yi also says this could reduce or slow the global rate of semiconductor innovation because, you know, the world's kind of up in arms about it. There won't be a lot of dialogue or, or research. Um, and successful companies won't see investment or use by the Chinese, which is obviously a huge population of the world. So it could really, you know, hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even neutral uh, countries doing this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, some, more, some more data that I have is basically just that as of 2020, um, North America accounted for only 9% of semiconductor um, equipment spending. So 87% of that spending was in Asia. Like it just shows you where the, um, I guess where the priorities have been. Right. Like I mean, in the East, they're controlling spending on semiconductors. They're actually spending on semiconductors. Yes, whereas we have been mostly lagging mm -hmm. behind, mm -hmm. but now we're spending on it. What what what's the percentage after this United States bill? Now I don't know what it'll be. Um, the numbers haven't come out yet, but the North American figure will likely recover a bit this year and next year, but not because of the bill. Instead, it'll be because of two new factories in the U.S. Hmm. One in Arizona by Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, and one in uh, Samsung, or sorry, one by Samsung in Texas. Okay, why does the Taiwan uh, factory want to be in the U.S.? Doesn't that just, like, contradict all It of... certainly adds another layer of complexity. Because <laughs> um, it seems so weird. Like, why is that not just in some ways benefiting the U.S. somehow you, in this you, race? I think it's mutually beneficial, and it has to be. I think, you know, despite the fact that this is a very up-in-arms um, country against country kind of fight here um, the U.S. and China's economies are like inextricably linked like inseparably linked like okay. they are together so I, I don't even know how this bill will affect things going forward but I can tell you that Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing is listed on the New York Stock Exchange and the U.S. will probably profit hugely when this factory starts producing on okay. American soil okay okay um, but then again I, I believe that's going to benefit China too it's it is a Taiwan a, a well, Taiwanese uh, company why would it why would it not? Yeah. Well, and why would they do it if it didn't? Like, come on. Lots to think about, people. Semiconductors are now something you will think about. <laughs> Great. Can't wait for right. more thoughts on semiconductors. Well, Caitlin, that's all I have for you today. <laughs> well, thanks, Ryan. I really didn't know much about this, so <laughs> I'm happy that now I can uh, understand this topic a little bit more. So I appreciate it. All right. Okay, signing off. Bye. Bye.